I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Hello, welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. I am your host, Shane Brennan, and joined by the very scruffy Aaron Chalk. <laughs> How's it going, Aaron? Uh, still haven't got that wicked uh, haircut, no? I don't need a haircut, so, I, you know. I... Oh. No, I'm uh, still badly waiting uh, for my for my shearing at this stage, I think is the only acceptable words that you could put behind it. It's probably the longest my hair has ever been, uh, five months uh, since a blade has touched it. So I'm looking forward to looking forward to getting the chop it's very, very soon um, that I, I'll be a, I'll be a new man. So I will. But we're all looking forward to it. <laughs> we're all looking forward to it. Yeah. I know. Um, and uh it's good to be back. It's good to be doing another podcast. This one is a fun one, I think, this week. It's kind of, on the surface, it's boring. <laughs> yeah, I'm, gl- I'm glad you put that up at the top there. <laughs> on the surface, it's boring. We're looking at um, search ads. Yeah. So uh, some good friends of ours in, in search, like uh, Peter Laffey or Shane Lines would disagree. But um, it's uh, on the surface. It, it And it, it can be perceived as a, a space where there's not much creativity. But I think we kind of really wanted to highlight stuff in that kind of PPC space um, that is good and is creative and it is interesting and potentially uses humor or uses um, a human's behavior. Because the benefit of, of search, obviously, is you get so much data of actual behavior um, of what people are doing and when they interact with stuff. But uh, I think it's uh, it's it was an interesting one to research for sure. It is. And it's, it's one that I think... Um for us over the years it was, it was search was never a uh, top of mind because you know it's 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 words after, on, on a search results page is is the a bit of an, an ignorant default view of it but the more you live with search in the creative process the more exciting it becomes and it often kind of crops up during our ideation stages of you know when we have a, a concept or a route search is, is often one of the you know the top three or four avenues where we look at okay how could it live on that in that platform and, mm. and live in a really exciting way and we've got to do some nice things on using search and, and it becomes a really creative platform once you kind of look past the, the the boring facade that it might have uh mm. right at the top yeah completely i think um it's kind of like if we talked about excuse me print before the constraints of it mm. allow you to be more creative within it um i don't think it's I don't think it's utilized enough because I think the vast majority of the spend go towards bottom line activity. I think you can be more creative in it and deal with bottom line stuff. Um, and you obviously are constrained, but like I think when you really do see stuff that that works well, you're like, why are more of them not doing that? But then that that applies to there's a reason it's called I love that ad. It's it's not every ad. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same in search. There is there is outliers. There is there's successful people who work on campaigns and you're like okay that's who should be working on market they're the best at this you know what i mean and usually but when think, search teams are in the room it's it's a dior focused campaigns mm-hmm. or results that they're looking for yeah. they're not looking for the sexy uh, branding or or innovative activation they're looking for what's my cost per acquisition as a result of the search mm-hmm. activity uh, versus what's what are my competitors doing especially in really competitive sets like like insurance and, and the like where it is it is knives out you know to to, to get that advantage yeah, yeah, yeah but like i think what uh, what surf search suffers from 
in a, from an advertising creative point of view is that it is so transparent in the sense that any little move and tweak that you make, say, to experiment with something, is you're going to be answerable for it. Mm. It's not like, let's run this ad and see if business metrics increase based on us researching. or You know what I mean? There is no... There's no... doesn't seem to be as much wiggle room to try and fail. You know what I mean? Because, as you said, it's so... Um, hard tooth and nail oh what we spent 50 euro this week what was our or this day what was our return we why are we running um search ads between one and two well it's actually based off people's searches yeah but we're not getting any results from that so turn that you know what i mean it goes down the the, the guys are kind of hammered into the minutiae to be as efficient as humanly possible which when you turn to them if you say dealing with a search team and you go could you do this and their answer will be yeah but why and you're like branding. Like, <laughs> Get out of here. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's really just a PR execution. Like you just it, it'll only cost fifteen euro and the time to write the copy. It's just we need a screenshot of it and then you put it yeah, and or we'll run it for a day. And he's like, Well but why would you what? It's it's fifty quid. It's like just let's just pitch it. And he's like, Yeah, it doesn't make sense though. You know, so there's a little bit I think using it in a different way a than it's traumatized based on the media like using it is a little bit um they're a little bit traumatized based on the fact that they have to be so answerable for mm. every single cent mm. and every single every single word and every single hour every single minute um which is good like from a business point of view but just i think there is the space to explore which what we're the ones we'll look at today yeah um we'll kind of show like and and search um it, it really is it's not a you know we do this and we don't do anything else really it does have its role in in its its helpful effect on other media and other campaigns that are, that are yeah. running you know and uh, sometimes it's a, there's a uh, an all or nothing kind of mentality that can come into kind of campaigns or activations in particular where it doesn't have to be that way there, there can be a, a number of different avenues all all with the one goal and helping each other uh, get get better or something mm-hmm. um but no I'm, I'm looking forward to kind of seeing what we uh Seeing what we have to, to, to offer on this. this yeah, seeing what we found. Yeah. Um, so I think you're, you're up first. Yes, I am. I am indeed. So uh, my my campaign is a search iteration of a, of a global brand position that uh, I think nearly everyone, uh, if not everyone that is listening to this podcast, would be familiar with. It's one of the, the great examples of a brand doing a position right, doing it well over the long term uh, and reaping the benefits of it. Um, and that's the position that Snickers took of you're not you when you're hungry. Uh, and they did an excellent iteration of it uh, through search uh, back uh, in 2013. So we have a quick case study video that, that we'll have a quick look at first. Office workers, poor creatures, like Nick, in desperate need of snacks and entertainment. No wonder they make mistakes. But how do we target them when viral and social content is blocked by IT? Gujo! Google. As part of the Snickers You're Not You When You're Hungry campaign, we used Google to reach hungry people every time they made a spelling mistake and reminded them, you can't spell when you're hungry, so grab a Snickers. Fortunately for us, hungry people have a tendency to accidentally misspell words with embarrassing regularity. We worked with Google to find the top 500 search terms. Then we used an algorithm to create common misspellings of those 500. This expanded our list to 25,381 misspellings. 
which meant that in just over two days, we reached our target of more than half a million people, including Nick, with minimal production cost and no seeding. Simple execution, but I think uh, it's one of those, when you see it, you're like, oh, of course, you know, that's a great idea, but it, that takes a lot to get to get there um now yeah no for sure for sure i it's uh it's it's cool i think uh if we just uh ignore the fact it's a very uh very old school type of video that we just watched there's a bit that was the thing that got me the most i was like a fucking case study video there's, a, there's <laughs> a bit of me that was looking at going is this is this a speck or a, sp- <laughs> it's a spoof but it, mm. it's actually a real a real campaign and I suppose the quality of it isn't isn't like a snickers ad as well which which makes you kind of double take on it but but ignoring putting putting that to the side, the 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 way it, it ties in perfectly with the globaling global position of you're not you and you're hungry is mm-hmm. it just bang on and we've all we've all uh, had that uh, or o- almost an over reliance on Google figuring out what you're trying to say so you could just click on the right spelled search uh, search term and I just think it was it's great a great example of of leveraging a human insight for for an established uh, brand platform. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen the data like around when are the most misspellings. Do you know what I mean? Is it lunchtime? Is it just after breakfast? Is it like first thing in the morning when people haven't eaten by? But I, I, I think to tie that, that back to actual hunger, hunger levels or spike yeah, levels. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to just dyslexic people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, or just being in a rush. Or being lazy, yeah. Uh, yeah, because uh, there's there's words I can't, I can't spell the word schedule. <laughs> For some reason, cannot do it. Mess it up, and sometimes I mess it up. And I, some days I get it. Sometimes I mess it up so bad. It doesn't know what it. you're trying to do. <laughs> because I know it's one of those things. It's like trying to learn someone's phone number these days. I know I can't spell it, <laughs> so I'm just like S D H. There's yeah, a U yeah. and L and an E and there's a C. Throw them a down. A see what happens. Up. Come back to me, Google. Come back. Yeah, just mash yeah. it mash the keyboard i have that with a uh, recipe uh can never get recipe either for so, some weird reason uh you spell receipt all the time do you essentially but uh let's just say thank yeah. god for grammarly uh and we're not yeah, we're not great. endorsed or sponsored by grammarly but fair play lads. by the way <laughs> that would be a great ppc ad for grammarly to do exactly what snickers did just for grammarly if you spell something wrong and yeah. put it in grammarly should do top ppc what I, what I loved about this campaign uh apart from just it all tying in and making sense from what you've seen in all the other iterations was the the fact that the, the constraint which was they wanted to get through to office workers that you know you, you're being mm. blocked from seeing viral content from seeing stuff on social because you're those channels are blocked from you but still getting through to them i love that search wasn't even the constraint it was it was actually the out for this but the constraint led to okay well, what other avenues can we reach people when they're hungry? What, what, what space can we literally play in? Um, and I, and I love that. And we've talked about it a lot, you know, with print ads, like you said at the t- top of the the episode there, how, how that constraint can lead to creativity. It, I love when when constraints lead to 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 beautiful epiphany moments and great campaigns like this. And this, I think this was uh, a great example. Uh, just parking the actual case study video because that's not the creative when you, when you when you think of it. No, definitely. I th- it's really nice. I love it. It's just smart. Mm. Like it's just behavioral. It's like what do people do? What is, or and even if it's not right, it's funny. Yeah. So if you misspell something, and you see that, and you're like, 
I'm not, I'm not hungry, but that's funny. I would do this if I, you know what I mean? So it's just relatable. Like, I think you like, I like that when a brand is willing to just take the piss. Be a the human. We've talked about this quite a bit. And like, that's not expensive. What they did there, they say, oh, they worked with Google and they did all, they used an algorithm. They just bid on key terms. <laughs> like, it's been a like, bit of time copywriting not, and figuring out. It's a bit of copywriting and it's uh, one person setting up um, the campaign and like running the campaign grow. But compared to the ads that Burger King make, this costs nothing. Or not Burger King, sorry. That, um, Snickers. Snickers make. This costs absolutely nothing. So like, um, like Robin Williams is one of their ads. So like th- this... It's. I love that it's cheap. It's cheerful. It's clever. And actually, I forgot to you know I mean? to name check the agency. That was so that was AMV BBDO uh, in the UK and Mediacom UK as well. Who who ran that campaign? Okay, cool. Yeah, and like, because I imagine, I'd say what could have potentially happened there was, why would Snickers run search, right? Because as we said, brand because mm. you can't you don't buy a Snickers online. So I love the fact that they're like, okay, we have definitely spent a lot of money in TV, um, VOD, print, press, everything. It's like most digital spend goes on PPC. We don't spend any money there. Is there anything interesting we could do around that? And, but that's also an area that, that you know, uh, you know, hardliner uh, PPC heads, they are very much going, it's not just a, a Dior space. It's, it's a space for brands as well. So... It's the kind of thing that I'd imagine they'd, they'd love to see these kind of campaigns where... I've seen the room divided on that because I've seen hardcore PPCers scoff at stuff like this. Really? So, yeah, I have. I have in many of my digital media. <laughs> so, like, it is... Go on, Dish Dirt. Is, What's uh, the names? What's the names? Go on, throw them out there. Nah. Throw them out there. <laughs> it is... Uh, it's, a, it's a divided. Some Some people like doing that and some people are not about it. They're just not give about them it. the numbers. Um, give, me the, give me the hard numbers. Give me the numbers, um, and you got to respect it. There's there's a necessity for both, um, but definitely I think that was that's pretty cool. Right. That was a cool ad. Okay, so I guess we're going to me next. Yeah, is it me? I'm up next. Anyone always, else? Always. Have we just had so many guests lately? <laughs> like, Someone's going to come out through the door yeah. behind you there. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like a little call in. You like? You ever watch Sunday brunch? It's like. Cheers, Aaron. Cheers, Shane. Cheers, Tim. Cheers, Simon. No. no? Channel no. 4? No. Two channels, mate. Two someone, channels. Someone, someone, two someone channels. listening will get that <laughs> and appreciate it, even if you don't. Um, okay, yeah. So uh, this next one. So I've kind of gone a different way. So it is search, technically. It is voice search is what I've gone with. So um, How modern. Obviously, voice search is, is growing. Um, it has been growing when this was made. It was really starting to ramp up. It was kind of very new technology. Um, a few people had gotten Alexas and, and um, whatever, the Google Homes at Christmas. You know, you get it once, you throw it away. You'd kind of voice search on your phone, but you'd feel like a dick. Um, so, like, yeah, even though we talk in our phones, no problem. But if we're talking to Google, you feel like a the dick. The notions. <laughs> Just type it in, would you, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, um yeah, so I went with voice search because um, I did look for traditional PPC stuff and a lot of it I kind of found a lot of stuff that was said to be funny and humorous just just wasn't. It wasn't like they were they were smart. But I could see the benefit of how they were clever PPC, but I don't love them. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, that's clever PPC. Yeah, uh, okay. and that's, that's like that's our gauge, you know, with the name of the yeah, podcast. This this I love because this was this was just 
it was trolling because they had the money to do it and they they prepared for the the clap back and were ready to go again so i just love how much they'd thought about this just to get cut through um and they they opened like bunch of avenues of um discussions about where is kind of voice search going and what is all this smart activity going to do for us so without further ado we'll uh we'll put the uh, put the ad up on screen burger king quit messing with my mind quit messing with my emotions you're watching a 15 second burger king ad which is unfortunately not enough time to explain all the fresh ingredients in the whopper sandwich but I got an idea. Okay, Google, what is the Whopper burger? According to Wikipedia, the Whopper is a burger. Consisting of a flame-grilled quarter-pound beef patty, sesame seed bun, mayonnaise, lettuce, tomato, pickles, ketchup, and sliced onion. The problem is the definitions are coming from the Whopper's Wikipedia page. People trolled the absolute hell out of Burger King by constantly changing what Wikipedia said. Patty made with 100% medium-sized child. And after a few back and forth entries, Burger King eventually restored the original content. Google says it made changes to stop its devices from responding. At first, Google had said it would fix it, but then apparently Burger King released additional ads last night that still trigger it, so. Wow. Okay, Google. Okay, Google, what is the Whopper Burger? Oh, it did work. It did work. These were the results. 9.3 billion global impressions. $135 million in earned media. Trending topic on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Google Trends. Burger King's most talked about TV spot in history. Started a debate around the limits of advertising and invasive technology. Listen, was this innovative? Yes. It's pretty smart. But the future does scare me. And also, it does shine a light on the very real problem we're going to have with integrated smart household. Okay, Google. Thank you whatever yeah so that is the google home of the whopper um ad from 2017 by um is it david miami that would be david miami yeah david miami um so yeah i remember when this came out i remember being in meeting rooms where people talked about this and search um, and then i remember people laughing about the fact that oh i see people have changed the ingredients as if like that was like Burger King getting their comeuppance for trying to be innovative. But Burger King were ready for that, didn't care. We're ready for it because that became one of the, th the whole point of this was just to get people talking about them doing it. That was it. That was it. They didn't give a shit about anything else except talk about the Whopper. Put the Whopper in the title and have the, the ad be called the Whopper, make it all about the Whopper, and then everyone will talk about the Whopper. So the fact then they eventually got the wikipedia fixed that's great google were really pissed off that they did this because i did they didn't do it to alexa they did it to google so i wonder if there was research around there was more google homes I'd say be than there like was that. alexa's or something at the time there was something but google were pissed off because it kind of showed highly intrusive nature of voice search when your tv can instigate like technically he could have said okay google turn off living room lights 
yeah <laughs> do, you know yeah. I mean? do you know what i mean and like i have an alexa set up and like i have all my lights switched like that there would have been people in america particularly not necessarily in ireland that would have had stuff set up like that and he could have affected so technically your tv ad could have turned off the lights in your room so google got a little bit it kind of shone a light on um forgive the pun uh that uh this was like a not and a, a kind of not safety issue but like this is potentially very intrusive mm-hmm. that TV can do this now or anything can do this. Anyone can do this. So Google did something where they turned off. I don't really understand. I was trying to research it as to what Google did, but Google essentially, I don't know if they, they ran in their algorithm to ignore your man's voice. Sounds like that. Cause it was all iter- iterations that's, of his voice so, afterwards. Yeah. So that's why I was like, so they just essentially excluded his voice. It was like, if it matched this voice pattern, no, um and then but they were ready with this they already had it ready to go and they had them the other versions of other people speaking over them and they ran it in like the jimmy kimmel show um and what was the other like the tonight show with um jamie fallon ran them as tv spots in this and waited till after google <laughs> jimmy fallon not jamie to do fallon. <laughs> what did i say jamie jamie fallon look tonight shows are dying youtube beats them we don't need to I don't, they're all on youtube the point is uh, that's a great cafe the point, the, yeah the, um, and i just loved burger king constantly troll mcdonald's and then they took a moment to troll google and successfully trolled them uh got the conversation started about like the the biggest problem like what are we going to do about integrated um search at home which is not a space that burger king need to give a flying shit about because they sell burgers but they instigated the conversation and made it difficult for everyone else in that space. But they were talked about. As it said, 135 million um, earned media. I would love to know where they get Take that figures. with a bottle but, of salt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Add, oh, what's the real figure? It's 100. Oh, it's 99. We want it to be 100. Yeah, but no one will believe 100. 135. <laughs> 1.1 million yeah. unique. So. You could have paid more for that press article. Who knows? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so like, I just thought it was really cool. It's voice search and slightly different, um, but which is a thing now. And I think where we could, I know we, we've kind of tried to work on some campaigns where we could include some voice search. Um, it's a space that's going to get more interesting mm-hmm. um, for sure. And I just, I just love that they go and they do. They just go for it. Um, and they're they're okay with failing. They don't, you know what I mean. They 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 just want to be talked about. Yeah. Because they're the little brother to McDonald's. So the more they're talked about, the better it is for their it, brand. And I just think this was. It a was great a classic uh, Burger King, just so like good. proper yeah. trolling, proper just uh, yeah. Fuck it. Let's let's uh, let's uh, let's make a big massive splash and have like, the crack with it, as let, opposed to being a long term campaign kind of kind of thing. But. Uh, Marketing for marketing. Do you know, like when we talked a few weeks ago with Delaney about pitching in the room and some ads are difficult to pitch in the room. I can see this being pitched because of the brand and the agency. As in someone saw, got a Google Home and then someone betcha called them or something like that and the phone, the voice on the phone activated the Google Home. And they went, Jesus, you could have TV. It's like, that would drive people crazy. It's like, let's do it and wrap the whopper around it. <laughs> Done. <laughs> yeah. like that's it like that's all they did like it does it um, these campaigns are they're they're great fun to watch and they're 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 very clever and uh, they're, they're they are marketing candy kind of thing they're that kind of just yeah. a sugar yeah. rush of this is mad oh new technology a uh, bit of crack there as well with the old uh mm. taking the piss out of google um 
but uh, yeah, you, obviously they, they wouldn't have the longer term effects that a, that a longer term platform would would have. Like for example, the Snickers one we, we showed earlier on, but they, there's different uses of different times, and Burger King are for sure the masters at at these kind of That's activations. I think this was their trolling year in 2017. When's it not? When's so it not their trolling strategy. year? No, but I think I think this was. I think it just fit in. If their activation was to just say, um, uh, what's that word that I hate begins with a D? Uh, not diversify. Just essentially. Oh, what is it? God, I am having a meltdown, brainwise. Like just stir things up. What is it? Um, should have a snickers um <laughs> just like to go against there's just cause trouble so if their strategy was to just cause trouble with mcdonald's and stuff like this this fit in as part of that overall brand recognition of oh yeah do something else big just just cause just fucking disrupt disrupt the overword you the the word overused in our industry to disrupt if their goal was to disrupt that's so technically this falls under that umbrella i think you know what I mean? I can't wait till uh, till we see a Burger King campaign video where where one of the video clips that they use in their case study video where we're talking. <laughs> yes, that would be That'd a great. Be that maybe maybe the only reason we set up this podcast <laughs> was to become part of people. We need to we need to get one out fresh though. We need to wait for a fresh campaign to drop. So what we do, in our specials like the Super like, Bowl when we do a reactive one. Yeah. We, yeah exactly oh we could be in a super bowl one. Oh, you never know for some, let's wait till can, be, can get that back was fresh that was like the day we can get back on the road we'll see what uh see what happens yeah. um and i have these up on youtube so like that's where the they're gonna and we're obviously gonna get too oh. big and famous after that inclusion to do any more episodes that's that's the it closest done. we get to can anyway we'll just have a final episode <laughs> where we'll just take our mics and just drop them on the floor yeah i mean like we got in a case study video <laughs> this is just one long uh, bit just to get included in a case study video i completely forgot that this would technically be perfect for their content <laughs> oh, yeah. shit i i have to say i do love apart from the campaign i actually love the the case study video in terms of the style the way obviously the Burger King font and all that kind of crack, but they had yeah, yeah. it was all done in the in the Google Home uh, style as well in terms of the the moving dots uh, from the Google Home moving dots mm. the the actual the assistant that that robotic voice doing the VO and stuff on a lot of the key points and just things that things like that are very cool and slick. But obviously when it comes from one of the premier creative agencies in the in the world, your 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 even your case studies are going to be on point. For, for yeah, they probably have someone who just does case studies it's like when we talk about guys who just do <laughs> yeah. um okay so on that note i think to continue on from from what we did um a couple of weeks back um aaron do you have any news or any business that uh, people might have missed in advertising yeah well i i don't think a lot of people would have missed this but it's kind of more of a reminder given that it's very timely uh this week that with the restrictions uh, uh, the country moving out of level five and, and the rolling restrictions being lifted different ones each week this week um, on the 7th of June uh, the cinemas are back open and I don't think it's any secret that uh, Shane yourself and I are, are big fans of the cinema experience and actually being in the room uh, 20 minutes before the ads even play but I just want to remind that, that cinemas are back open so there will be 
a whole new medium that people have been essentially starved of for the last 14, 15 months that uh, I'd imagine, um, well, I know that from a personal point of view, there's definitely pent up demand of wanting to get back in there. There's going to be a, a deluge of class films that have been delayed or are coming out uh, at the same time as the delayed ones. You have your Bonds coming out there. You have you have June coming out there. You have, you have a whole host. And I think, um, I think there's going to be... Uh, a good year for cinema if it can stay open and um, with all the safety measures in place i do believe that wide eye media have uh there's a website called cinema together.e and that's where you can kind of check where what the what the um specific details of your local cinema are for coming out there but they have a little trailer of just a super cut of all the just clips from all the the, the films that are going to be coming out and at the very end it has the wide eye media logo uh and that kind of zoom noise and it got me really excited for the cinema because that's you only see that in the cinema. I haven't heard that yeah, and so uh, and long. with the with the noise cancel, everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to get back into the cinema. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. that's my need to know for for this week is cinemas back open, get there yourselves, or can be considering it for your your upcoming plans over the next couple of months. Your plans, yeah, no, that's cool. Annie, what's the biggest thing coming out? Uh, I think Bond probably. Pardon, Bond, Bond, definitely. Like, Bond will three different delays it has that's like unprecedented mm. in, in 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 theatrical release world um so and it's it's daniel craig's last one it's going to be it's going to be a big showstopper yeah, yeah. um i don't think they can do any more cuts of that trailer because <laughs> they've been delaying it for so no. long so i think it just needs to happen uh, and we can move on to the next bond but every bond release is is an event it's it's something to be excited about uh even if you're not mad, mad too mad about the last one that's come you still have to go see bond in the cinema uh if you can um i d- okay. disagree with you there shane but uh no that's okay we can disagree we but that's, fall that's going to be big june's going to be massive um and obviously fast and furious nine uh you know we're all going to be in line two days that's why you sent me that 100 percent. the trailers are the most yeah, ridiculous f- thing you can ever watch but they're they're what? they're an event in themselves the trailers there's a there's another podcast i listen to called how did this get made and they always do an a one for every fast mm. and furious could that come out the and, answer at this um, stage should just be money <laughs> it makes too much money no, no, that's no, how no, it got no, made they never answer the question <laughs> But he might just talk through it. And Adam Driver always comes on. The actor um, from oh, Parks amazing. and Rec always comes on. And just he is their resident, like, Fast and Furious expert for, for no explicable reason. Um, but um, they uh, they uh, always go absolutely insane. They essentially said, like, when they, they're like, they need to rewatch all of them and find out when they become superheroes. And, like, because technically... They are now, and I watched that new trailer you sent me. They are superheroes. They're Justice League. Like, they were just kind superheroes. Of. And they predicted the space one. They, they about two movies ago, they predicted the space. And in that trailer, when they're gone, I was like, what? <laughs> they, had to, they had to go to space, though. They have nowhere, like, else, to nowhere else to go. <laughs> Bottom of the ocean or space. That's Maybe. it. Um, I think I've, I've topped, I tapped out about Fast and Furious 3. So uh, I think I might, might jump back in. Uh, wait oh no i didn't what what, what's fast and furious 3 for you you mean tokyo drift the best one but i didn't watch i i I did watch one i went to i went to previous screen of and we landed the podcast on this because we're over time but we uh, we uh i went to the previous screen of i think it was five um it was one where the tank is driving down the motorway the the mad scene with the the tank 
that they did really they practically did it it's not cgi with with dwayne the rock johnson no no this was this was maybe a different scene but there's 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 a major high high uh, motorway chase scene and there's a tank on one side the cars are on the other side this mad kind of chase and all this kind of crack but they're on both different motorways and then there was a a point where one was on one and was going to die and vin diesel was on the other he couldn't let her die and then so what he did to to save her was he crashed his car into the barrier and then they yes. caught me there and like tumbled and then obviously landed without breaking a bone in their body an impossible move and i kid you not the entire cinema burst out laughing at the exact same second it was like okay okay we all realize this is ridiculous fair enough and then they've just gone like that for ever since yeah. from from that one um yeah just a yeah, leave a brain guess, at the door uh, so yeah we'll uh we'll leave it there <laughs> on that fast and furious um description but um yeah no uh obviously guys if you guys have anything else um you want to talk about or any other ads that you'd like to recommend to us hit us up on social uh, you can obviously find all the back catalog of everything on workwithfo.ie forward slash podcast and um yeah we'll we'll leave it there to to another week thanks so much Aaron. bye-bye